Blog Talk Radio. Divine all blessed. Greetings, greetings, beloved. Greetings. Welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come back home 
Greetings, greetings, greetings. Salafia, divine, all blessed, love, and prosperity. Now sitting live with the Divine Prince and always in archives at your leisure and convenience, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hudu Obeya Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo, world spiritualist perspective. I have to slow that down for people in the back. <laughs> Understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see me on the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is indeed my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my being, my walk, my works along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth. And it is my personal place of power and inner standing the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is. Ashe, Asheo, Ashe, Eshu, Aikwana, Kosi, Weri, Awo, Ulo, Uto, Ni, Iwo, Ada Afan Bo Osi, Obatala, Mi Ita, Mi Ibo, Onilio Aban Eshu. Eshu is the respected elder who flaws, confronts, and uncovers fools. The one versed in mysteries uses truth to own you. He calls the scatter to feed poverty. Obatala shakes rascals and sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu. Aboru, Aboye, Aboshishe, Ashe, may our Ebo reach a room, may our Ebo be accepted, may our Ebo allow what we desire to come to pass, and so say Ashe. Again, greetings and salutations to each and every one of you. Ray Love, Regulus, uh, Keona D. Carter, our chat room moderator, Seven the Gentleman, one of our favorite participants. Welcome, Dad Gibbs. Greetings, greetings again. It's another powerful edition of Revolutionary. Who do, who do all the including secrets and recipes? I do invite questions, comments, requests, indeed, your participation by way of phone or by way of your video camera, wherever you might be in the world. Our phone line is area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. Area code 8, I'm sorry, toll free area code 845-29143. And when you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. This will virtually raise your hand and allow me to open your mic uh, on the switchboard. Please do it now. 
our beloved queen, Keona D. Carter, our chat room moderator. She helps me to maintain some sense of order and, and, and is my next eye so that I don't miss your questions, your comments, your requests that might show up in the chat. Greetings, one Wapani. Y'all know that's my twin. No, she's not really my twin. <laughs> we almost three years apart, but that's my sister. <laughs> All is a blessing. All is a blessing. So please acknowledge one Wapani. Please acknowledge Kina D. Carter. They help me to maintain some sense of order and structure uh, and simplicity in making sense of what's going on in the chat. Yeah, try reflecting or even using um, Facebook or my Twitter or my Instagram or my EarthCam page. You can view from various social media platforms, wherever you can sort of find me, you should find a link uh, back to, to the show. I also want to acknowledge the link that we'll be scrolling periodically during the show and Keona D. Carter also periodically places it in the chat that allows you to turn on your cam and also be a active participant in the show. Welcome, Nephite Bokor, tourist, another one of our co-hosts and faithful participants in the show. I don't have listeners because, indeed, I have listeners, if you will, people who listen to the show all over the world. And... I don't know you. I don't see you. You don't share your opinion. You don't bring forward your voice. But participants, they ask questions, they have comments, they have requests. They call us on our phone line at 845-277-9143. They pop up on the screen periodically during the show um, and, and share their questions, their comments, their requests, their opinions criticisms, if you will. I welcome you to be a part of this squared circle of God, squared circle of queens and, and, and kings. I like to have the most erudite audience online, the most erudite audience in social media, particularly as it relates to ATR. This room, we take ATR very seriously. In this room, we take being a Khan, Fon, Ewe, Igbo, Hausa, Yoruba, in America, we take ethnicity and culture and tradition very seriously in this room. We're not just a room of witches. We're not just a room of readers. We're not just a room of tarot practitioners and, and astrologers, master astrologers, and numerologists. Indeed, those people are part of our audience. Indeed, those people are present. But greater than how we show up on earth, greater than how we show up in, in carnality, physicality, and materialism each and every day, greater than that is how we show up in spirit, show up in truth, and that ultimate inspiration that don't say I'm a voodoo practitioner. It's easy for us to say I'm a, I'm a hoodoo man, a conjure woman, a root doctor. It's easy for us to say those words. But how do they show up in your demonstration? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they say, high integrity is that which you do when no one is watching, that which you do when no one is there to witness it. Is it the height of, of integrity? I, I was told, I heard. 
So what does our demonstration say about our level of commitment and respect for the ancestors? We always have to start with a room. We always have to start in heaven. We always have to start in the realm of those who came before us, those who made the way, those who, who made the day for us to walk on. Listen, I'm not just talking about Lukumi or Yoruba or Ifa or Fa or, or, or spiritual, cultural tradition. I'm talking about that DNA memory that exists in your blood. I'm talking about those habits and those tastes and those likes and dislikes that stay in your blood, that, that show up from your past, that show up from your upbringing, that show up sometimes even from your past lives. And what does it say now about your work? What does it say right now in this moment in time space about your demonstration? What does our demonstration say our level of respect for the ancestors who we honor and glorify and acknowledge and push forward each and every day? Whether it's in social media or, or in our real waking lives here on the ground, what does your level of respect and commitment and cleanliness, how much dust is on your ancestral shrine? <laughs> you know, how often do you move things around on your ancestral altar? How often do you feed? How often do you pour a libation? How often do you acknowledge, stop and acknowledge those who came before? Do African cultural traditions matter? Does ATR really matter? Do these strong traditions that we from that we speak of do they matter? Do they matter? Do black institutions traditions matter? Do they really matter to you? The superficial will always go for artificial. The superficial will always go for the artificial. We can't battle the superficial. We can't battle the artificial. We can, however, allow that natural divine process of separating the wheat from the tares, allowing people to live in their truth, express their truth, demonstrate their truth. It always gives us an opportunity to take another course. It always gives us an opportunity to rethink our plan. It always gives us an opportunity to better see and understand what might lie ahead of us. I'm amazed at the lack of hope. I'm amazed at the lack of research sometimes. I'm, a, I'm amazed at the lack of effort sometimes that we indeed demonstrate for the platforms and the philosophies and beliefs and traditions that that we often espouse in social media. And, and I for social media a lot because well one, we're, we're all there. You know, we're all there. We're we're, we're all sometimes people forget that your words, your demonstration, your behavior is documented. And, and and in most case scenarios documented for all time. <laughs> documented for eternity. You know, those chats can't be deleted and erased and, and, and removed from every coded location throughout the Internet. You know, you from your phone, your device, you know, from your personal vision. But without that 
science, you know, we wouldn't be able to capture these these sex offenders and these sex traffickers and these molesters and these perverts, you know, that, that often we see in the news getting caught by way of the internet. So be careful of your demonstration. Be careful about the, your witchiness today and, and what it might speak to, what it might say for your demonstration tomorrow. Be true. All I'm saying is be true. All I'm saying is be authentic. Listen, Maddie ain't mad at me. <laughs> Maddie ain't mad at me, baby. She mad at you. She mad at you. And so we've got to we got to monitor our demonstration. We got to. Everything you say, everything you do, everything you project, even if you think it's unseen, science has demonstrated it shows up in the in the energetic universe. So so that disbelief. That negativity, that that sad inner language that you speak, that that negative creation, recreation of that inner world, you are forcing it to become a part of your outward demonstration. You are forcing it like magic, almost like that. You are forcing it to have to prove itself, to have to demonstrate itself for you in the real world. So. Only create and recreate that reality that you seek, that you desire, that you want, that you're ready to accept and live within and live for. The headlines, you know, I checked the weather. I'm coming, Eric Code 201. The, the headlines haven't changed much over the course of the day. You know, we're still dealing with the same weather, the same racism, the same coronavirus the same white supremacy. So the weather hasn't changed much, but our opportunity to um, address it and take a different course is, is what's available to us right now in this present moment. Erica 201, beloved, your mic is open. You got a lot greeting, of background noise. Greetings. Greeting. I, don't, I don't know where that noise is coming from. Maybe answer trying to get out of this is Hadassah. Say that again for me. This is Hadassah. Hadassah, greetings, beloved. And where are you calling from? Greetings. I'm calling from New Jersey. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question or a comment Thank for you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do have several questions that I think you could definitely help me with this. Um, I know that my ancestors are trying to send me a message. And to be honest, um, I've been neglectful of giving them the attention that they needed because of everything that's going on between working from home and, you know, just basically, you know, surviving during this pandemic and the restrictions of being able to move about and, you know, take care of the things that I need to take care of. And Mm -hmm. recently I was working in my mother's house I was in the yard gardening. She knows I love to do that. She knows that's when I get my downloads and my connections. She knows that because that's what used to happen to me when she was here. But I didn't understand what was going on at that time. It wasn't until after her transition, I'm like speaking to someone like you, that I found out that that was actually me reconnecting to my my higher self, my ancestral realm, right? I was at her house working recently. 
and I went to turn in the house. I opened the door, and I saw, like, the tail end of something she would have worn, like a dress, and it was a white dress. And I walked in the kitchen to see if I was going to still see the figure, and it wasn't there. Another time, myself and my husband was working in the garden. Hold on for a second, beloved. Are you sitting in front of, like, a fan or something? No. I'm still trying to hear something. Person. It's a very loud background noise. Like a ceiling okay, fan. I'm, I'm in, no, that's not me. That's not me. I just so took you off my headset. I'm in a very okay. quiet. I'm the only person in the room. You hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you clearly. The noise is still there, but it's not as overpowering as it was um, a moment ago. I don't think it's from me. Hold on for a second. Because I'm, I'm okay. Let me check something real quick. Yeah, it's coming from your line. Um, why? When I muted okay, your you line, call you, could I call you back from another phone then? That could be. Um, I can hear you, but that might be problematic for the audience that's trying to hear you. Okay. Um, right. so, so to make a long story back. short, to make a long story okay. short, COVID, everything that happened since this whole COVID pandemic and social distancing kind of, it, it, it definitely limited the things that I could be doing. And there's things I have to get done, or I want to get done. And I feel as if Beloved, there's something we that, need to call back. we really need you to call back. Okay. All right. I'll call you back. It'll be from 973 area code. All right. Thank you, Connie. So I'll just get back in line. Bye. Thank you. Um, Dan Ed Gibbs and uh, who originally asked that question about Congo Square? Um, I'm trying to scroll. Maybe I'll scroll past it. I can't remember who originally asked about Congo Square, but, but thank for seeing that question back at me. Um, Danette Gibbs. Was it Neophyte Brocor? I can't see you really at that question, but yeah. No, Danette Gibbs asked with Congo Square back open. Greetings. I thought somebody asked for her and then she repeated it before I go back to Adopta. Um, Congo Square is open. It, it's an open space. Um, follows the same laws, if you will, the same jurisdiction um, as any city park within the city of New Orleans. Now, you can't gather groups. You can't draw a crowd. We can't dance and drum and, and, and hug and together the way we traditionally um, have approached that. So we've been looking at new ways to evolve in how we interact in Congo Square and how we come together in Congo Square. Um, many of you know my geographic location. Congo Square, my front yard, literally my front yard. Um, a Rexon is my backyard. Elliot Jackson is my front yard. It's just a matter of, for me to leave my door and, and, and go and, and be in the park. Um, so I'm feeding the ancestors. I, I am Elagoon, Oloye, for Square as it relates to the ancestors. And I'm going to hold that down. Nobody holds it down. I'm going to invest 
in the ancestors. If nobody invests in the ancestors, and those who feed understand, you know, raw honey with the comb ain't cheap. You know, produce, especially now, it's not cheap. Meat right now is not cheap. Uh, your meat eaters and those who provide meat, uh, a pound of ground beef was like fifteen dollars right now in, in, in the stores. And I warned uh, Adasara, didn't I say back in March <laughs> there was going to be a food shortage and people needed to be prepared. For that. Greetings, beloved. That sounds so much better. Does it really? And you sound like you go in and out, but I could understand you. You know, I knew it was coming too. I knew this was coming years ago. Yeah, and I, I pray that you I did, and like many others, just prepare for it. Um, we can't just be aware and then prepare. Um, and right, that's right. I stress all the time that people keep a journal. So write these things down. So it, it's our proof often. It, it's a roadmap even as it relates to navigating you know, the seasons and weather that life affects and directs Now, Adasa, if you don't mind, to go back and, and and do that whole thing over again. Okay, so I'm, gonna try to, I'm gonna try to summarize it. I know that there's certain things that I I should have been doing, but I've been neglectful, being being over overwhelmed with mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility. So I know I'm the person who has to go and to my mom's house and clean my ancestral um, altar, make an offering, do things that I know she would want me to do. Recently, I went in her home while I I was working in the yard, and I walked in her home, and I saw the tail end of like a house dress. And it looked like it was something my mother would wear, and it was white. And when I entered the room, the figure was gone. Um. Another time, my husband and I was working, and the alarm kept going off on the car. But it was the strangest thing because the alarm never go off. It kept doing it over and over again. And then when we returned home, it stopped, and it never happened again. I, I noticed something, not because of just these two incidents. I just know within my spirit that there's something that my mother wants me to know or do right now. And I'm not sure what it is. You should absolutely seek a consultation um, with someone qualified to address ancestors to help you to connect with ancestors. For those of us who are initiated and a part of, you know, structured systems like voodoo, lukumi, Santia, um, Nago, Yoruba tradition, um, we have addressing that. We have a blueprint. For that, but but even in the average house, if, if you go back to the 70s, if you go back to the 60s, if you go back to the 50s, always that table in the house that had that dusty Bible on it, you know, but but a bunch of pictures of, of folks who had gone on, grandma, great grandma, you know, cousin who got murdered 30, 40 years ago, you know, they they would be placed sort of in this position of honor, acknowledgement you know, in our home. And so even various religious folks under the sound of my voice, you know, ain't picked up their sacred texts in, in months. 
you know, got dust on it. So spirit will respond to that. Spirit will actually okay. respond to that. The Asian culture has given us with the thing we call feng shui, which is the yeah. idea that energy moves through your house, through your environment, your business, through your field, you know, in a very direct, um, structured uh, pattern. And we can set mm-hmm. up roadblocks. We can set up artificial containment that mm-hmm. trap that energy, um, and it's not always in our best interest to do so. So it, it could be as simple as, girl, go dust off that house, right. depending on how, how clean she was. It could be as simple as, you ain't cut this grass, you know, depending on how, you know, meticulous she may have been. Uh, it, it can right. be a very and, the, and those are the two things. We were, we were outside taking care of the outside. We didn't get to go into inside because... I don't live there. I, I intend to move in the house, but mm-hmm. um, I know I have to go in and put certain things in order because she was very, very particular with her things. When I tell you to the nth degree, she was particular with it. But I've been stretched because of this social distancing, and we were shut down completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know what I need to do. I'm just trying to get some clarity on how best to do it right now. So you're 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 absolutely on target and on point. I just posted the link. I'm sorry, this is Kiana Greetings. Hello. I just posted the link. If you want to go ahead and send a forty five dollar minimum donation and um do a live reading you can or you can do do a reading off air. Um I and I put the the link in the in the in the yeah. chat. Okay, so it's yeah. on B T R. No, I can't address her ancestors live on air, and, and particularly the, oh, okay. the questions she's asking. I need you to figure. Because I, I am gonna, I am gonna set up a consultation with you, but I, yeah. I, I just want that. I just, I kind of like need an answer now to push me past this one hurdle that's in front of me. But I do need to set up a consultation yeah, with you yeah, because me, there are some things me, I need your help with. You're asking me to diagnose you and your entire no, family. I'm, Live on air, right now in no. this present moment, time space with everybody and and listening and participating. And that's okay. my profession. Okay. That, that's my profession. Your your ancestors might not even like this forum we communicate in. Okay. You know, I did a reading for Big Frida, and and that, and that came up in reading with Big Frida. Her his mother was devoutly religious, and would not have been happy about a reading or a conversation. Okay. Okay. So, it's it's a it's a private affair, uh, right? And, okay. And I I liken it to going to see a doctor, you know, and and wanting a okay. prescription or okay. or diagnosis without any real consultation. And, okay. And I'm not no, no. All right, I I follow you, so I fall back. I just want to acknowledge what you were talking about earlier. I realized when these things were occurring. That that may have been the situation. She wanted me to attend to certain things, and I had not been able to make the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, so, as I said, it could be as simple as cleaning that space. It could well, be as could simple you do, as anything. could you could you just give me the contact information because I am not online and I'm unable to go online right now and actually see that link because I'm working okay. from my computer. Okay, you can reach me at 
of the divine prince.com house of the divine prince.com and of course I spell divine two eyes one e okay P-R-I-N-C-E. all right okay so I like to just continue to listen sure I'm here for you and if questions um ask your questions just mute yourself I generally don't Remute people once I open their mic So you might want to okay. mute yourself So that we okay. don't hear your background And then if you have I a question at some point, um, you, can, you can come right back in Okay, thank you Thank you And thank you, Keona, for all that you do To help me to maintain some sense of, of Order here But the, the Readings are My basic readings um, and generally speaking, they would have been my basic tarot. But you all heard me say a few days ago, I'm giving up tarot. I'm, I'm not doing tarot for the most part anymore. I'm not promoting other practices, traditions that step outside the range of, of ATR traditional practice if I'm to remain authentic to who I say that I am. And I've used tarot over the years because it's universal. Indeed, it's universal. Uh, and I felt that by way of tarot, even with the gypsy tarot, I could address any question, comment, request, whether the person had any connection to uh, a voodoo or not, any connection to uh, this or not, and, and address general questions. But I can do that with the shell. I do that with the palm nut. It's just going to require a re-education of the people who seek consultations with me and from me. So, so that basic tarot platform is evolving, um, and, and that would be what I would use here in addressing any um, live reading on air. But, but if we're going to get into your business, we're going to get into your ancestors, you know, just, just like seeing your physician or your gynecologist or your psychologist, we're not about to do that live on here. Um, you, your ancestors can be profane. I've had ancestors use profanity during a divination. I've had ancestors say aggressive things during a divination. I've had ancestors feel secrets, you know, during a divination. When you think of Haiti and Haitian voodoo and Gede, Gede are not invited like a goon. Gede are not Invoke to come on in the way you do in Lukumi or Nago Yoruba tradition. Gede are acknowledged, are fed, are placated, and they're sent back. We ask them to stay down. We ask them to, to stay still. We ask them to stay quiet so that they might heal, so that they might be perfected, so they might be created in, in the next realm next dimensional space while moving on on their journey. And so we feed them on the floor. We feed them on the ground. But, but often your table is, is for your ascended ancestors, those egos, those higher evolved spirits that often did great and powerful things in, in life, healing and nurturing things in life, profitable and, and things in life, and then go on to further those things in the other world. When I'm in financial distress, I call her my grandmother. I call her my mother's mother. 
who can pinch a penny and Lincoln would holler. Okay. I, I call her my grandmother. I vote the spirit of my grandmother. You know, when I'm going into battle, you know that look, <laughs> when I'm going into battle, if, if there are people in my lineage that I invoke when I'm going into battle. So there's a way to acknowledge spirit and deed. Uh, we acknowledge spirit. I'm going to make that clear. We've all had that that dusty Bible, that that coffee table in the living room, that corner table, you know, that that, that we keep the high school graduation diploma and 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 the, and the funerary pictures and, and and all this kind of stuff. I ask that you separate the living from the dead. Don't acknowledge the living and the dead together in voodoo. We don't acknowledge the living and the dead together in in Ifa. You don't acknowledge the living and the dead together in in Nago. So just don't bring the babies and the new kids and don't put them on that table. But let that table be for grandma, for granddad, for mom, for dad, for brother, for cousin, you know, for dear friend, dearly departed, who's gone on. And keep it clean. Acknowledge it. Show some interaction with it. You know, my initiates sometimes get frustrated with me because you can ask me a question about the ancestors or ancestral shrine, or ancestral work, without me wanting to see that picture. Boo, did you send me a picture? Did you email me a picture? Let me see that space on which you say you acknowledge and respect and honor these great ancestors for. Because in that, there's movement. In that, there's activity. In that, there's motion. You know, my mom was meticulous when it came to cleaning. It was, it was passed down through her family from the Harris women uh, on my mom's side of the family. Uh, my mom was like white gloves, okay? So we had metal Venetian blinds then. I, I know you don't need those anymore. You know, they had to be cleaned, you know, seasonally, and, and your drapes, and then the corners, and, and the mm. floorboards, and, and my mama could spot mud, the dust bunny, underneath the bed, you know, so those tucked away places where you don't think about often when you're being a kid, when you're being lazy, when you're not detail-oriented. And so that's in my blood. It, it, it also comes through in my instruction, and particularly on um, ancestors. I, I can see your love, your commitment, your respect um, as it relates to, to your ancestors in those pictures. So, like you said, beloved, uh, adopt, but keep it, keep it clean. Monitor that yard. Keep up that garden. You know, don't let that house fall into disrepair. Don't abuse it. Don't rent it out to people who are going to abuse it. You know, don't sell it off. You know, which is happening in a deal of our families. We've had houses and land. You know, taken over by corporations, taken over by industrial parks. You know, Kirkwood, Missouri. Hello, Meacham Park, Missouri. Missouri. Hello, you know, historic black enclave. When there was segregation and we wouldn't have had a choice. This was my mama's generation and before. You know, and now, the 90s, 2000s, it's an industrial park. Meacham Park. Now memory, 
Meacher Park is now only in the memory of those of us who enjoyed and participated in what was Meacher Park. I remember the block parties. I remember the Black Motorcycle Club. That's the first time I had ever seen a Black Motorcycle Club was in Meacher Park, Kirkwood, Missouri. Um, so we've got to show that level of honor and respect for the ancestors at every level of our demonstration. It's real easy to say, I acknowledge and honor my ancestors, but you won't acknowledge and honor your grandma or your grandpa or your great grand or your old auntie or your old cousin, but you say you honor and acknowledge You say you honor and acknowledge your ancestors, but you don't show children due respect. Your children, your family's children, your neighbor's children, they are indeed the first immediate coming out of the spirit realm. It's our babies and our children. Their last memory is from the realm of the ancestors. And so if we don't acknowledge our elders, if we don't acknowledge the old people, if we don't acknowledge the sick and infirm, you don't acknowledge Eshu. How do you say you acknowledge Legba? How do you say you acknowledge Auntie Bon? How do you say you acknowledge Eshu, but then you don't acknowledge the sick and, and the infirm and, and the handicapped? And, and you don't see them. They're invisible. But we say we honor and acknowledge the ancestors. We've got to take more sincerity in what we say we believe, what we say we understand. And, and it should show up in your demonstration. We learn, me and Wapani learn from the church. People can say anything. can fix their mouth to say anything. People can fix themselves up to look any kind of way, holy, sanctified, righteous, you know, successful, you know, and often we don't see the darkness and the shadow work that lies just see. We don't see the darkness and the shadow work behind the scenes of things. And so that understanding is literal for me and figurative. You know, how I how I go at a shrine, how I go at an altar, how I go at the creation of sacred space. And, and how sacred is it really? If you can put anything on it, how sacred is it really? You know, if you treat it like every other item in the house, how sacred is it really? You know, if you keep the TV remote and, and your car keys there, how sacred is that space Really, and at a deeper level, how sacred is that space in here? When we say we believe, when we say we understand, when we say we have consciousness, when we say we've done our homework, when we say we've studied, when we say we've read, because I've heard it all. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard that. I've studied that. I learned that. I, I was taught that. You know, it, it's real curious what people choose to say once they commit to learning something from me <laughs> that they've never even experienced before um, and, and how quickly it becomes something, oh, yeah, I recognize that. I know that. I did that. I, I, I understand that on some level. So we don't connect what we say we know, what we say we understand with our demonstration often. And it's when you're back in the corner, it's when you're frustrated, it's when you're cut off guard, it's in those moments that you don't quite have that moment to think, that timing to think, that who and what you truly are stands up for what you truly 
are expressing yourself. And, and we can't use the excuse, I was mad, I was angry, I was emotional, I was in my feelings. You know, I used to hear back in the day, a, a, a drunk mouth will, will speak a sober mind. Y'all heard that, a drunk mouth will speak a sober mind. And, and people will indeed get caught up in their feelings. Yes, historical West End Atlanta. Yeah, I've been there, been there, lived there, shacked up in a house there. Yeah, West End Atlanta is another area. Story black community, black enclave that's now being gentrified. It's now being bought over, you know, bought out, bought over, worked over, and, and redone. And so, again, that shows our level of commitment to ancestors. That shows the level of greetings, mom. That shows um, our level of commitment to what we say we really believe and what we really understand. Um, so that that my mom taught us as kids, we now call it feng shui. We now look at that as something complicated, something elevated. You know, and we see that with each generation. <laughs> you know, you find out about bay leaves, and it's, it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. You know, you find out about sage, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And, and these items, these herbs, these processes, you know, predate us, precede us, you know. And so we find a new way to package it, a new way to look at it, a new way to understand it, a new way to put it in a, a, a modern, present context where people can work it. And apply it, um, and often without great complexity. We, we live in a society that seeks the 7-Eleven, Burger King, have it your way, you know, the quick fix route to things. There's no quick route to, to healing. There's no quick fix route to self-empowerment. And self-empowerment is a lifelong journey. We never stop learning. We never stop exploring. We never stop delving in. We never stop trying to make sense of. We never stop trying to renew ourselves. And what we understand is our God self. And God consciousness. Area code 314. Is that Wapani? Yes, it's me. Greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for calling in. How you doing? I'm doing well. All is well. I wanted to speak on what Queen Mother had said, a cluttered home is a cluttered mind. Um, And I say a cluttered environment is a cluttered mind. And I messed up once. They were having problems with Christopher when he was in school. He was very advanced, but they would not put him forward. And I told the teacher, I was sitting in her office, and I made that very statement. You know, I keep my son's room tedious. My house is tedious because I believe a cluttered environment is a cluttered mind. And the look she gave me, and then I started scanning her room. Oh, my goodness, boxes, papers, everywhere. But the point I'm making is it's been a struggle in my home to keep my entire house the way I want it because I am a drop of estrogen in a sea of testosterone in this house. And back in the 90s, um, 93 is when we married, you know, it's just been a struggle. So now I've finally gotten to the point my room is meticulous, 
My inner sanctuary is meticulous. My bathroom is meticulous. And now within the last couple of weeks when we spoke on your program before about setting up an altar or a sacred space where you are, once I did that, my personal area is meticulous because I need that level of order in order to be comfortable with myself, even to be able to think. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's considered over sensitive or not, but and or the way we were raised, our foundation. But I, I need that. If I want to create, if I want to sit down and write, if I want to do any crafting, if I want to meditate, my environment has to, when I say meticulous, yes, there's no dust bunnies. Um, there's nothing on the carpet. Everything is in order. And uh, for some reason, I just keep feeling this draw to have fire, water, mineral in my environment wherever I am when I'm meditating at that moment. What do you say about that? Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just being oversensitive, but this isn't just a feeling. This is like a knowing on the inside. I have to have those things in my immediate environment if I want to go into any deep level of meditation. What do you say about that? Um, Well, several things. Um, It's a connection of spirit. I believe, I always have believed that when people are truly open to spirit, truly, in the most organic way, um, you get downloads of information. God, the spirit realm would, would download information that you didn't understand, didn't know, weren't even aware of. Uh, and then you wake up, you gather this, this knowing that you express, that you demonstrate. For me, I started doing those things, demonstrating those things, bringing those elements into my environment to then later on find that in books, to then later on that there were deep connections and similarities to that path uh, that you just described and basic structure of altar work, shrine work, foundational work in, in many uh, spiritual sciences. Uh, European culture would call them occult practices or, or occult sciences or, or ancient-oriented Sciences or, or something, you know, racist and white. But it's really holistic. It's really natural to the planet. It's really natural to who we are. People have seen me do this on camera many times. Earth, water, fire, air, mind or ether, you know, pointing from your pinky to your thumb for my radio listeners. Um, and, and, and indeed, we are made up of those elements. We live in a society now that is disconnected from nature, that's connected from the earth. People don't want to see bugs. People don't want to see herbs and edible plants grow up in a lush green yard. But people don't want to have a blackberry tree or cherry tree on the block that they have to then clean up the produce to keep it from getting tracked into their house. So chop that down, especially in the city, especially in the inner inner especially in the, in, the, in the congested area. And even in the suburbs where you absolutely have land, but every house looks the same. Every other yard looks the same. And again, you're eliminating the, the, the dandelions and the clover and the bee bomb and, and, and the healing things that naturally 
we're, we're destroying that. Um, people, young and old, who are completely disconnected from where the food comes from. You know, and, and we're learning that in a different way right now with the supposed food distribution shortage, because it's really about distribution um, and, and, and the hiking prices as it relates to things like food, dairy products, et cetera. So what you're feeling is natural. Your feeling is, is indeed some sort of spiritual awareness that, that you come into that the necessity for balance, that earth element, that water element, that fire mm. element. Activate what goes on in the ether. Activate what goes on in the mind. Activates and connects to what goes on in, in the consciousness. Um, I always felt different, felt better just going to the lake. Just going to the river, just going to the creek. You know, we grew up across the street from what what once was a wooded area, a natural wood, uh, with creeks and and hills and 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 just natural. But now it's a suburban apartment complex. But back in the day, um, I I loved to ride bike through there. I loved to walk through there. I loved to get lost. In those trees, in in those woods, in that nature. And Pani, you might remember. Um, I started finding mica and other base minerals in our backyard. Even at that age, I didn't know what it was exactly. Didn't have the, the scientific understanding exactly, but it was natural to us. It was akin to us to explore Earth. Nature. I think our exposure to the zoos and the parks and, and the museum and, and traveling to get natural mountain water, you know, from, from the Shannon, what is it, the Shenandoah Mountains? Uh, what's it called? The Blue Ridge? Uh, yeah, we would go through Breezewood, Pennsylvania, I believe, but yeah, Shenandoah Mountains, maybe? Yeah, Come that's the direction. Breezewood is going west from the D.C., from the from the DMV area. Uh, I'm talking about south. I want to say the Blue Ridge Mountains. That, that Skyline starts, Drive? Yes, Skyline Drive. Skyline. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yes, ma'am. That, that's where we travel. So even as a child, if you were a parent, you know, and we got this lockdown, you know, stay at home, but you can drive. You know, cleanly, hygienically, and take your kids to see nature. Take your kids to see animals. Take your kids to see where cotton is grown, and 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 soybeans are grown, and, and corn is grown. We saw that, learned about that, understood that, even as children. So I'm not surprised that need for you know the incense to be burning and the music to be playing. And that sacred space to be created is essential to the very nature of humanity. And the building blocks of society, they say there is no society without science and math and division of labor and indeed spirituality and religion. So I think it's natural. I think spirit is still talking to you, still teaching you how to heal, still teaching you how to cleanse. Still teaching you how to these things, you know, from your body, from your spirit, from your mind. 
from your space. And we do that by connecting to those elements. By bringing these elements together, <laughs> we can make a mighty punch. By bringing these elements together, you can do the work for not yourself, but that household of, of men that you exist in. The queen is the head. I, I say it all the time. The, the, the queen is God. The queen is the head. And, you know, and your demonstration should indeed be the demonstration that is mirrored, you know, within the house. Find your language. Find your words. You know, continue to bring some structure, some order, you know, to things. And, and, and people will evolve. They, they'll grow. They, they'll, they'll mirror your, your, your pattern, your demonstration. But find your voice. Find your voice. I'm going to still be on your YouTube, but I need to come off the phone for a moment. I have something I have to take care of real quick, but I'm still with you, brother. Always a blessing. Always a blessing. And my phone line All is right. Eric Hope, 845-277-943-8452. Eric When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, you can raise your hand by pressing the number one on your telephone keypad. This will alert me that there is a caller in queue, and it will give me the opportunity to unmute your mic. Uh, yeah, fishing, uh, I would dare even say hunting. Uh, we, we often attribute hunting, you know, to white people in Montana and, you know, the West. But there's a lot of black hunters in the South, you know, who, who hunt bear and raccoon and possum and rabbit and, you know, various uh, uh, things. Um, they need not just for sport, but for sustenance. I got family in Mississippi, got two, three deep, deep seas full of catfish you know, or, or bear meat or things they've, they've hunted. Um, I know there are vegans among me and, and, and vegetarians in this audience, you know, who don't like the sound of meat uh, in that way, but know that your ancestors survived in that way. And so he may still, whether you choose not to or not, still partakes in those things. And indeed, I would, if I were to be a meat eater, uh, I would probably trust what natural, um, even more so than what might be pushed at me through the commercial means the store. We've talked about that on previous shows, just uh, hormones and vitamins and antibiotics and other things that are injected mm. into your good old fried chicken, into your ham, into your, you know, uh, subway mm. sandwiches, you know, it's probably just as bad as, as, as the eating of the meat itself, uh, if not worse than just the eating of meat itself. So the more holistic we can be, the more clean we can be inwardly and outwardly, the better. And eating good, eating right, having things, having stuff, having your bills paid, having your rent paid, your mortgage up to date, your car note up to date. Being unhealthy on the inside, unclean on the inside, imbalance on the inside is indeed what we are here to address, what we're here to touch on. So continue to bring elements together, Wapani, um, your crystal, your mineral, your stone, 
get some water fountain, you know, that might continually uh, uh, pour and, and move water in your space. Uh, I like aquariums, and so you all know I have natural uh, five-gallon glass tank aquariums. I also have a 10-gallon uh, aquarium also in my kitchen area. Uh, I grew up with my eight birds, my T. Alberta McCullough, um, with a fish tank in her kitchen in Gary, Indiana. So uh, from, from one, age one and younger, I was exposed to that in my environment. And we often don't think about these things until these elders are gone, until we get older, until we're in a different place in our life. Then we start going back and looking at these little elements that play into who we are today, particularly in this squared circle of practitioners and healers and psychics and tarot card readers and, and the like, uh, when we're trying to piece together heritage, trying to piece together lineage, um, you start going back in your brain and trying to connect dots um, in terms of that surviving the blood, that surviving uh, in ancestral memory as a part of what courses through, through our veins. So growing up with a fish in the kitchen, you know, growing up seeing my grandmother garden in my grandmother's younger days, uh, she kept fruit trees, a uh, garden, and she made preserves, and she canned uh, or jarred in mason jars, you know, your, your peppers and your tomatoes, and at Christmas time, she would bake, so we all anticipated, you know, a, a dozen different types of Christmas cookies, you know, in the box. Um, all those little things that we forget, that we become disconnected from, that we indeed can be doing now, that we indeed can revive within ourselves, within our families, within our environment, so that your children and your grandchildren can have that same nostalgia, that same connection to the root of what we believe and what we practice in our tradition. Um, like the Hoosiers, just like the root work, just like the conjure, pass down recipes and we pass down crafts and, 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 and artistic ways of doing things. Uh, my grandmother and her sisters were great designers, uh, great at, at furnishing a house and, and designing a room and, and, and made their own drapes. Uh, and if one sewed drapes, the other stuffed pillows, the other you know, some other aspect to, to the houses, to the environment. And they share. I remember the sharing. And, of course, I'm remembering the 70s now. <laughs> you know, I think it was 79, 80, when I can last recall that thing happening, at least in my family, at least in my experience. And so we had the opportunity now to not just revive the music, not to revive the ideals of civil rights and change, you know, with, with uh, Black Lives Matter. But we also had the opportunity to change culture and tradition and practice, first for ourselves, in your own home, first in your own environment. And, and as my mother eloquently demonstrated and shared with us, yes, it don't matter what your age is. You can change your way of looking at yourself and looking at your hair and looking at your environment at any age, 70, 80, 100, 15, 20, 21, 
you know, any age is a good age for evolution. Any age is a good age for change. Any age is a good age for learning. Any age is a good age to start again, to start anew. Each night we lay down in the garden. Each night. It's simulated. It's, you know, virtual. But each night we lay down and we die, not knowing if we're going to wake up, not knowing what's on the side of the next day. But then the next day comes for the living. The next day comes, and we have a new opportunity to fix, to repair, change, to build, to create, to recreate the reality in which we exist in. Uh, yeah, Danette, if you're a fisher, I would expect you to have a freezer fish. I don't know anyone who fishes seriously who don't have a freezer full of catfish or a freezer full of perch or freezer full of some kind of uh, edible, friable <laughs> meat. So, yeah, if you're a real fish, I, I would expect you. Uh, and, and where do you live again? Now, if I'm remembering correctly, you come to town and I was unable to see you. Now, don't do that again. <laughs> now, if you come into town, let me know. You can text me. You can email me a few days ahead so that I can clear off some face and freezer for some fish. Damn it, give. Okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I know you live close, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, or you live close enough to drive. So, well, tell yeah, me girl, so I can come in for a good fish fry. Yeah. Yeah, we can have a fish fry. We can social distance. Chef Bougie. <laughs> Chef Bougie can help me on the, <laughs> put the grease. I'll bring the book. Look, I'll bring the drink. I'll bring the drink. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you bring the drink and the alcoholic beverages. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we have to yeah. have it. I have a yeah, question, have and it's like my dirty little secret. So, quite some time ago, was maybe like within the last year, um, I had this drawn feeling to um, Santa Marta. Santa Marta. So I went to the temple because um, they have a, a temple of death here, and I went and everyone, you know, uh, spoke um, English, but most, but the whole service was in Spanish. So. I just felt a drawing to her, and I used to wear the bracelet with her, with her, um, you know, with her on it. And just going through what I was going through, I just used to believe that the death was with me, that 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 followed me. And now knowing that this this is my calling, this is what I'm supposed to do. Is it prohibited for me to still have this energy with me because it's like really bothering me? If I have to separate, because I really feel like the angel of death, the angel of death. Listen, I hear you, and you all know I have Asperger's, which is an adult form of autism, and so I can be real literal, real literal, but then that spirit part of me can go deep. So I hear, okay, the spirit of death with me, but I'm hearing more than one thing, especially concert with, with your story. So are you talking about the spirit that to the temple and carried it? Are you 
talked about you had the phone was choppy. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. The phone was chopping up. I couldn't hear you. So are you talking about you picked up the spirit of death in this temple? Or are you suggesting you had this connection to the spirit of death before you went to the temple? And you're asking me the nature of that. Uh, the, the latter. The latter. And I I feel like that she's always been with me, not not in a scary type of way, not in a spooky type of way, but in a motherly type of way, in a protecting type of way. And when I went to the temple, I could feel her, and I wasn't afraid, you know. And this, I felt like it's kept it kept a lot of things away, and it, and it was clear to me, right? And so I'm thinking, I'll say, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on this path, but I don't want to just, you know, say I don't have this energy when I know that I, when I know I'm, that I know that I do, you know, so I wanted to bring it up to you because it, I was thinking about it earlier mean, today. Yeah, it's, it's different than a prediction. Um, it's, it's different than a premonition. You, nothing that you said suggests, you know, I, I, okay, let me use, for example, I never thought I would live to see 35. Mm-hmm. As a gay black man in America, from the youngest age that I can remember, I never thought I would live to see 35. I, and I talked about it. I shared that with people, you know, close to me over the course of the years, many years ago, because obviously I did reach 35. But my fear, just like many black men today, is that I, I would survive. We'll see the next day. Different having the spirit of death with you as opposed to what it sounds to me like you are deciding. And so you might be called to service for the lagoon. But again, it has to be divine. And and, and servants of, of the dead of Elagoon operate in a system. Catholics have their way of doing it. Rumi have their way of doing it. Voodoo has their way of doing it, etc. So it could be you, you you just do have that call to ancestral service or, or, or the service of the dead or the exploration of the dead. I was watching and shared a video earlier before the show came on uh, filmed in Burkina Faso. And one of the spiritual topics that was brought up was the, the role of the griot. And they had this, this woman, this female griot, and she sung and she told stories and she could recount who's related to who and who married who. And when we think about our black families, we have a woman and sometimes it's a man. Many of our black families who can recount, you know, who's related to who and whose cousin belonged to who and whose mom and daddy, you know, is related to who. And, and so that's the grill, G-R-I-O-T. It's another... So there's many ways to explore that energy. There's many ways to look at that energy. And there is a great deal of responsibility because you could then be called to do the healing work, to, to, to do the adjustment, to do the fix. And often when that stands up in us, that's present, a part of the shadow work. So without reading your business live on air, you know, there are issues in the family that need to be healed. It's a family that needs to be addressed. Issues within the family that need to be repaired, and sometimes we do take on this sort of romanticized attitude 
to our ancestor working what that is. And we don't think about the hard part. We don't think about the dirtier part. We don't think about the unclean part. And in Haitian voodoo, Creole voodoo, Louisiana voodoo, that's Gede. That's the realm of Gede. And so we feed Gede, placate Gede, so the Gede does not problem for the present. Not so that we can hide the secret. And see, that's the problem. We, we continue to hide the secret by not speaking. We learned 30 years ago, silence equals death. But we're also learning today that silence also equals acceptance. If you don't speak, if you don't pronounce that magic out from your, from your mouth, it can be an a outwardly uh, outward interpreted sign of acceptance for the behavior. So we have to look at, you know, this connection to spirit, this connection of... Hey, uh, Paul, great to see you, beloved. Thank you for coming. To listen, listen, this, you, I'm glad because I was like, I don't want to separate from that because I'm not afraid of the dead. Like when I, I've gone into um, a Haitian Botanica that had you know, Baron um, Bawan Samdi uh, there. And I'm not afraid. You know, it's like I could go in a cemetery. I could go around. I could go around it. And I, and I feel like, okay, I'm about to sit down. You know, it's not like some people be like, girl, you afraid? And I'm like, no. Like, you know, like it's, I feel like I'm at home. And I know it sounds crazy to some, but I'm cool with it. Yes, indeed. Let me address my blog talk radio. Um, Eric code nine four nine. Mic is open, beloved. Greetings. Hello. Yes. Who's calling and where are you calling? Um, my name is Bo, and I'm calling from California. Greetings, beloved. How can we help? What's your question or comment? Um, I was just kind of uh, looking for a little advice, maybe uh, um, wondering what what's been blocking me all my life, or if there's a way that I can get to that root problem that's affecting every yes, area of my life? Yes, beloved. I, I, I would strongly advise that you have a private consultation done, and you can send your request to me by way of email. Um, it's actually scrolling on the bottom of the screen right now, Divine Prince okay. at houseofthedivineprince.com. I'd be more than happy to assist you in that matter. I understand the gravity of your question um, and the desire to address blocks, uh, how they might be manifesting for you, um, love and relationships, career and finance, health and wellness, but all of that would be better addressed in a private consultation um, as opposed to sort of doing it on air. Um, so please sure, sure. visit my website at www. House of the Divine Prince.com. There's a contact link there, or you can send the uh, direct email communication to Divine Prince at House of the Divine Prince.com. Okay, I got it written down right now. Now, if you have something okay, that okay. you want to say or ask um, that you don't mind uh, saying live on air, well, I don't mind saying any of it on there. That's why I was asking you, you know, to begin with. Um, okay. Maybe, uh, um, gosh, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how to, if I'm dragging around something that uh, 
this generational or if I'm just made my own, I'm, you know, bed and now I'm living in it karmically or, you know, what, uh, I know that we have free will, but what is, what's in my immediate future, you know? Right. Yeah. I said, and, and that private consultation, I'm going to want to know, you know, what is your faith? What is your belief? How have you been addressing, you know, the system up to this point? Um, because often I find sure, that sure. In, in the nature of that kind of request, um, there are either things that we've never asked for or we've never uh-huh. shared or expressed um, or, or just have not addressed, particularly um, types of abuses, uh, sexual sure, assault, sure. Uh-huh. In, in people's backgrounds, you know. So it, it can be a complete thing. Um, and you even suggested, you know, is it past life? Is, is it karma? Is it something that is sure. generational curse related? So, yeah, it can be really in-depth. My average um, ancestral work in divination consultation is 90 minutes or more, two hours or more. Sure, sure. Um, and Keona and several people in the room can tell you it, it goes really quickly because once spirit starts speaking, usually I can't stop. And I ask people to document, to record, you know, to take notes and audio record if that's possible because spirit will have say um, about how you can address it for yourself, but if it is indeed a generational curse, how to eliminate it, prevent it from sure, then uh-huh. traveling down to your and, children. Uh, and any advice on how I can uh, uh, bridge that uh, that communication myself? With who? With spirit. Well, with you my can always... With me, my... Yeah. Uh, prayer, meditation, fasting, work crystals and minerals and stones. You know, there's all kind of ways to bridge the connection uh, with spirit. Uh, but, but just like vitamins, um, we have to be consistent. Sure, sure. You know, we need to be uh, a, a little more um, specific about what it is that, that we're trying to address. And that's why I think that uh, a private consultation would really be better you and your question without just giving you really general response, you know, in, in sure. how to address um, your uh-huh. um, uh, Do you think that the people are, like, if you have a karmic relationship with somebody or if you have some kind of emotional attachment with them, what, uh, I mean, things aren't always meant forever, but are, are, or are they? Do things change? Do your feelings change? Um, I'm not sure I'm understanding your question, so I'm going to repeat it. I think you're asking me, do people you've had a relationship with or have formulated yeah, uh-huh. a connection with? Uh, present, time, they, present time relationship. Yeah, can they then affect your energy? Absolutely. No, okay. Uh, well, sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, it, but I just, let me give you uh-huh. a, a quick example. If, if they have unresolved sure. issues, if they have shadow work to be done, if they have dark spots in, in their past and they're not healing that, they can, yeah, they can absolutely affect you with that. That energy can absolutely transfer to you. And particularly as a woman, women have a much stronger uh, empathic connection, if you will, than men. So you can absolutely uh-huh. absorb your, your lover, your partner, your best friend, 
absolutely absorb their energy. You could absolutely absorb their darkness. Uh, let's say your partner is just chronically depressive. That that can affect even the best of us. Even the most happy and joyous of us would be affected by a partner, a lover, a friend whose conversation was always negative, was always dark, was always critical, was always apprehensive. And, and only the strongest of, you know, armor could protect even a person of light from that. Um, you, you indeed can be a light in a world of darkness. And this is a, a sort of a, a scenario that I use a lot to demonstrate how we draw uh, what we would classify as bad events, bad people, negative circumstances to ourselves. You can indeed be a light in a world of darkness. And not only will other light beings be able to see you, but now also the darkness can see you. So often when a person is operating in light, you're attracting vampires, parasitic people, people who need something that you have, need something that you Absolutely. So, yeah, you can absolutely be affected by uh, present relationships and even past relationships. There can How be uh, entanglements, and then those entanglements need to be cut. Those entanglements yep, need severed. to be ritually, yeah, need to be ritually uh, severed and or addressed. Um, and again, sure. that could be a cleaning, a cleansing process. That could be a, a ritual process. That could be something that you know, a, a bit of what we call a contractual obligation that people make with spirit or spirit um, over the course of, of a time, and that could be attached to any given person. So I, I absolutely would implore you to. Uh, send me an email at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com, and I'll be more than happy to uh, address your questions, comments, and requests. I appreciate everybody who's with me on the phone. I'm going to take a momentary intermission. I will be forward uh, in roughly three, three and nine. All is truly and be the blessing. I say all.
Remove, repair. <laughs> to be reborn, you, you have the opportunity, Rain of Love. You have the opportunity to heal. Part of the work has already been done. That's your awareness. That's your consciousness. Uh, it's when we're not conscious, we're not aware, you know, th- that these blocks develop, that they did become a problem for us, that they didn't show up in other arenas of our lives. Um, I'm not quite sure what the deal is with Block Talk Radio. I, I tried my best to fix that. I hope the sound quality is better for you. In Block, Block Talk, Talk Radio, Radio is fine. Um, but I'm, I'm getting comments from others that it, it, it ain't that's quite old. right. That's old. Oh, that's yeah. old. It was oh, choppy cool. earlier, but it's fine now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can find on the phone. Um, everybody, Kiona, Adasa, Wapani. So yeah, I can hear you. Uh, I'm responding to uh, a Bragg, who has joined us now on the screen. Greetings, beloved. Hello, how are you doing? All's a blessing. Friend. All's a blessing in yourself. I'm well. Good to hear your voice. Yes, what's your question? I was um yeah, I wanted to know how how can a person, you know, because we've been in the house for a month now <laughs> and it's me and the kids and you know, we're limited with where we can go and what we can do. So I have been really drunk by being isolated, how can I renew my energy by, but still maintain this system of having to be in the house? You know, mm-hmm. also as an empath, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people, I'm the person that you call and get advice from or talk to me about their problems or things like that. So I take on a lot of their energy and then by me being stuck in the house with everything going on, it's like, it's just like bottled up inside, but I need to release it. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to get this energy off of me? Now, listen, um, we don't need to know your address. Where do you live? Do you live in the city? I live, live in the suburbs? In Baton Rouge, the metro, part, metro area. Okay. Um, so how much of a yard do you have? Um, let me ask a few questions. Don't respond. Just hear me. Okay. How much of a yard do you have? Um, how far are you from nature, from the park, from the lake, from a stream, uh, from a wooded area uh, that you could get away, e- even if it's for um, a minimal amount of time? Are you the only adult? Did, did you say, are you the only adult? Yes, yeah, I'm the only adult. I won't be in the next few months, but uh, how old are you? Oldest child. you queen oh my goodness yeah <laughs> your aunt, your because they you know, you can, yes. you know <laughs> unless they're asleep now, now Lonnie might want us to this uh, you might prepare some time in their sleep you know that those wee hours of the morning when you know they're mm-hmm. down for the camp and, and you're not worried about them getting up you might need then that time to light your incense 
you know, to like turn on your mm-hmm. water fountain, you know, and, and to reconnect with yourself, with your body, right. and with your spirit. And, and as simple as, as starting with your hands, just being still at 2 mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, and, and closing your eyes and breathing, you know, maybe take a sip of wine, you know, since the kids are asleep, and, and, and focus on your hands, you know, mm-hmm. gain consciousness in your body, gain, gain consciousness yeah. in your in yourself, and then breathe, remember to breathe, you know, and, and, and take spirit baths, cleansing baths, sweet baths, Oshun baths, Yemaya baths, you know, in, in those hours where, where you can be undisturbed. Um, now, you, you got small kids, so I know they might get, they want to pee all of a sudden at three in the morning, you know, or something mm-hmm. of, the, of that sort. You're in a very difficult scenario, and I invite other women um, in the room and, and on the phone to help me to speak to that. Yes, please. Um, you, you're describing a scenario I've never really had to be in, um, <laughs> whether, whether it's a child or human. Uh, Typically, right. I live by myself or, or only with a few um, godchildren or, or initiates, and, and they be full-grown, um, usually men. And even mm-hmm. in that, we can organize space and organize time. But when you're the mother, when you're the breadwinner, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're the only guardian in, in that moment, I, I don't, well, Pani, help me. How do you address that? Um, I, you know, my answer isn't going to be very popular. It's not going to be popular. I had to get a space where it was just for a minute. Now, I stayed in it, you know, until my son was an age where he could deal with that moment, but I was given the husband that I have straight from God because he is fully understanding that I need space to find myself every now and then. And I had to go away for a little while. I had to leave to collect myself. And when I came back, I was in order. He was in order. Christopher was in order. And um, that's the way I was able to maintain. Now, beforehand, it also has a lot to do with focus. I had a full-time job. My husband was an over-the-road truck driver. Christopher was ADHD, very intelligent, like a few great levels ahead, but no one would challenge him. They didn't want to test him. So he was always difficult. You know, I always had to change my approach. My hands were full. I was in school full-time to become a surgical technologist. Still made it to the dean's list, national dean's list, clinicals. I would have to find time in those wee hours alone when everyone else was asleep, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, that's when I would do my homework for hours. So it's something within you that you have to connect with. What is your goal? What is your priority in that moment? Focus on it. See it manifested already. I could already see myself not just a technologist, but a surgeon, because that's what I was headed towards. So because you have that goal in front of you, I wanted my son to be above average. He became above average. 
I wanted my husband to understand, don't bring me um, more than I can handle because I can't handle that. And these are things you just, you have to communicate, but you have to find your own center. You have to find your center. I've always had a sanctuary in every house I've ever lived in. I've had an inner sanctum. And when they know, when I go in that room, the door is closed, I light my candles, my incense, I have my centering time. And if I can maintain that focus, all that chaos that was constantly going on around me, that became background noise after a while. I didn't even, and even once you change your own energy, that chaos will end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much space you have, you know, and, and like I said, I, you know, I was being humorous, but we don't, we don't need your address. We don't, we don't need that kind of detail. But if we were in a private conversation right now, these are questions I would be asking you. Where do you live? Sure. How much of a yard do you have? Do you have a guest room? Do you have an extra room? Do you have a closet? Y'all live in, you know, like California and, and Atlanta with these huge walk-in closets built into to your bedroom. Create a sacred space there. Create a quiet zone there. Create some place up in the bedroom uh, that you could close the door, you know, when you need to be quiet for a moment, when you need to separate. Now, I think, Wapani, what what was challenging about Tamara's question was her children, her and four children, no other adult. There is a husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, love, you know, sort of her up in this. And and so that's why I I suggested, you know, if if it can create a balanced sleep cycle, for instance. You know, we're young, my mom's children to be at 7 o'clock. We were the odd kids compared to other kids, you know, who were watching TV at 8 o'clock. We were already there at 7 o'clock. Um, so we got rest. We got sleep. We got a routine. We got a cycle that then allows mom to have her period, her downtime, separate from having to always be the guardian, always be the provider. And so from the scenario that you painted, uh, Tamara, um, I invite Ray to love or, or another woman to, to help me out with this. Um, figure out when they all sleep. And, and then, of course, that affects your sleep cycle now. You know, so you can be up for those few hours, you know, at night or, or in the wee hours of the morning, separate from them, you know, and give yourself time to breathe, to connect to God and spirit, to remember that you are the goddess. Remember that you are the queen mother, you know, and, and to draw that spirit down into your body. To remind yourself that you're not just flesh, but you're divine, and you are indeed a woman. I uh, think sometimes um, you even get disconnected from who you are as, as, as a woman or a man when you're parenting, uh, because you become mom mm-hmm. and dad. You know, you're not sexy. You know, you're not, you know, that kind of thing. And you have to have that space to be sexy, to be spiritual, to be emotional. You, know, you can't often express the, the truth of your emotions in front of your kids. You know, you don't always want your kids to know you angry or you sad or, or you depressed. But I think that that can also be problematic if we don't 
teach our children how to address the emotion. So as Wapani suggested, um, create a space and, and have the whole family acknowledge that space. This is mom's prayer room. This is mom's sacred area. When mom's in that area, she's trying to be quiet. She's trying to talk on the phone or she's trying to focus on something. And and particularly your your 10-year-old, your older kid, 7, 10. For you, 7 and 10 would be your older kids. Um, right. They can learn to meditate. They can learn to sit and be still. Um, at that age, my mom was teaching us to meditate. Mom, we're bored. Mom, we don't know what to do. My mother would say, sit quiet and meditate. Remember that, Wapani? Sit quiet and meditate. And, and you sit and twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> and that was a yes. form of meditation, twiddling your thumbs, just sitting there trying to get your thumbs to go around each other without touching. Yeah, she was introducing us to meditation. Mm-hmm. So you can okay. teach your kids these little things. You know, you can make it a game for them. You know, who can sit quietly and, and twiddle their thumbs along? <laughs> you know, and they'll sit. They'll learn to sit and be quiet and acknowledge your sacred space. Mm-hmm. Another question that's related to yours, you ask it, but it's kind of related, is when I'm doing ancestor work with people, um, and, and that's teaching the other parts, members of the family, to acknowledge that shrine, to acknowledge the sacredness of that space. Um, Early in the talk, I talked about people dropping their keys and putting their soda pop, you know, on your shrine that has everything to do with how sacred of a space have you recreated there, not just for yourself, but now for your children. And you have a powerful opportunity, Tamara, to teach mm-hmm. these skills to your children. And, and they, they're already advanced, but they will be even more advanced from mm-hmm. other children, from other adults in society by you instilling this in them now how to sit still, how to be quiet, how to listen, how to meditate, how to think. You know, I took critical thinking my first year of college. You know, who, who would have thought critical thinking in college? How come we weren't taught that in elementary school? How come we weren't taught that in kindergarten? My mom taught us that at home. So you, you have the opportunity to get them still. To get them to be quiet. Her scenario is a little bit different than Wapani. I don't want to tell Wapani business, but obviously her husband is grown, her son is grown, you know, her her brother-in-law is grown and has some health issues that he's dealing with, you know. So trying to get grown people, you know, to now adapt new behavior can be a little bit challenging uh, than you instilling it from the from the baby upward right now. How to acknowledge spirit, how to be quiet and listen. And, and you can make it as a game, you know, turn it into a game for them, and, and they'll grow into that. So when they become kings and you say, be quiet and meditate, you won't have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they already know what's happening. But right mm-hmm. now, you've got to create a sacred space. You have to. I think that's an issue. I don't want to use negative words like a problem. I think that's an issue for, for mothers of all ages who don't have a significant other or a partner in the house. And, of course, now you're quarantined. 
you can't move around a whole lot. Um, tell me what city you live in again. Baton Rouge. Oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, we're in phase two in New Orleans. I don't know right. about you, but we're in phase two in New Orleans. We are too. Yeah, people are moving around. I can see people in Armstrong Park. I can see people jogging and walking. As a young man, he circles the block several times a day, you know, jogging and walking. Um, and I mm-hmm. think he might kind of get over the virus, too. But then I see older people, younger people, dog walkers, people with their children, just letting them get out, get that energy out. So that when you do then get back home, you know, they're kind of worn down and tired, you know, and mm-hmm. they will go to sleep and allow you to then have your three, four hours, you know, of, of peace time. Right. And create a sanctuary. And they're telling her to show her face, too. Well, they call, know, they call this Tamara out. Tamara, they calling you out in the chat. They told you to show your face. Oh, no, not today, y'all. <laughs> I joke about that a lot, don't Maybe I? Monday. Yeah, I joke about that a lot. Y'all face ain't big, your hair ain't on. Your background might not be right, and y'all scared of this camera. I invite you to get on this camera now. Um, I was on it with you the last time. And you was together. You cute. Yeah, you you got it together. You don't look like a you don't look like a mother with four kids. You you really don't. So hold it. I I applaud you. Hold you holding it together well. You you really are. Just make sure you create secret space for yourself. You have to. Think about it this way, even as a mother, it's to your children's best interest that you create mm-hmm. a sacred space for your children. Right. Because if you ain't right, how can you mother if you're not together, if you're stressed? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes beyond, you know, postpartum depression. I think postpartum depression is sort of this new thing uh, that they've come up with, you know, uh, primarily for young white mothers. Um we never heard no, that in no, our No, no, no. And if no, it is no, in our no, no. Hold on, listen to me. And if, if it is in our community, all the black mothers got it. All the single-headed households got it. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's got it. And, and it goes back to what we talked about yesterday, Keona. Um, there just still are not enough services and or attention, as Hudu Acosta was talking about, to the needs of women, to the needs mother to the need to, to the to the maternal you know and and having the right doctors in place and having the right services in place so that you don't have to you know search for downtime you you should have someone that you should be able to call um camera you know a mama a friend you know who who's hygiene yeah. you trust you know who can give you a couple of hours to sleep, you know, to take a nap, you know, to, to meditate, to, to take a long, hot bath, you know, so I empathize with you. I, I really do. As, as a single person, <laughs> I empathize with you because that, that's not a reality I've, I've ever been been in, you know, where, where I had to. Um, I had one of my best friends of over 30 years here. She waited until she was 50 uh, to have another baby. So by the time she was here, uh, the baby was 30, you know, and she's a few months, I think a few months younger than me, maybe a few months older than me. Um, 
and her child was 30, dealing with, with autism, you know, and, and some other uh, uh, disabilities. But we had her on a routine. We had her on a schedule. Everybody was eating healthy food, not just a child. Everybody in the house was eating healthy food. Everybody in the house had a had sort of a, a morning routine and a night routine. So it still gave me that opportunity to separate and to pull back. You know, and regenerate. But, but, girlfriend, my head is off to you. I can't imagine having having four young kids uh, under the age of twelve. Because when I asked you about the ages, I was hoping you were gonna say, "Well, I got a fifteen-year-old or somebody oh, no. who, who can step in there and help you with it." But man, uh-uh. melatonin, baby, I'll get some liquid melatonin. They listen. Everybody be sweet. <laughs> oh, I do have that. You know. <laughs> what about what about during the day activities? Um, can well, you go see, to the park? Yeah, well, see now that school is out because you know they were doing their homework from home because of school being out. So now that school has been out, they don't have any activities. So I have tried to find some um, homeschooling things for them to do. They're very respectful children. It's just the fact that they're still children. You know, mm-hmm. that energy yeah. is enormous. It has to go somewhere, especially the six- and the four-year-old boys. They just, oh, my God. So, but we do um, go to LSU Lakes, and we go to the park and go fishing sometimes. They love the bayou. There's like a botanical thing here next to LSU. We go to that. But, you know, I work from home during the day, so it's kind of hard to do those things with them if I have to work. So, well, we we gotta take it old school. We gotta take it old school because you know they will put us outside. Our parents will put us outside and let us play. We will come in and be looking like pig pen from Charlie Brown. We'll be so dirty. Yeah. Let them burn their energy off. Let them play. We we had a fence yard. We had a huge we had a huge yard with with a six foot fence, and it wasn't nothing for my mom. But whether you wanted to go outside or. You were going outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were going to stay out there, you know, two hours, three hours, you know, until he called you back in for some water and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a piece of apple, but then sent you back out. You know, um, my mother's a retired school teacher, um, so mm-hmm. we had homework, you know, write a book report, read this story, and then write about it. You know, do these math problems. We had play clothes. Um, we had play clothes. Do all that. So be creative. And that's why Tamara asked you, you know, where do you live in Baton Rouge? How close are you to the woods? How close are you to, to a field of grass? How close are you to a place where you can say, y'all go out there and run in circles, and, and I'm going to go sit here in, in this car and breathe for a minute and meditate yeah, for a minute. You know, yeah, and so get them to exercise that energy. You know, make up some games for them. Um, horseshoe, you know, bring back some of the old school games that require yeah. movement, that require you to jump up and down. Simon says, you know, Simon says is good because mama can make up anything if Simon says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simon says, do jumping jacks, 20 jumping, you know, Simon says, run around and jump. And they will for sure be tired and, and ready to go to sleep at the end of the day in, in a very natural and, and organic sort of way. 
And, and again, forgive me for trying to sound like a parent because I don't have a clue. I'm being honest. I don't have a clue. I ain't got no children. I knew in the kindergarten. When I don't teacher have any, but I know what to do with them. Let them run and play because that's the reason why they're getting on your nerves because they got to burn the energy off because they're not like us, you know. We get somewhere, we stuck at home working for hours. They got to move. But I'm thinking from Tamara's perspective, you know, I can't imagine being a young adult, you know, with four small children and, and no backup. I, I empathize with her. I, I really do. I, I can't, you know, I can say, yeah, I know what to ha- I can handle your children for a few hours. But then I'm going to send your children back home with you. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, Tamara, now, you Tamara's are nerves are plucked. Her nerves, her nerves are plucked right now. Right now, yeah. she. Right now, she probably needs a, a unlit cigarette break. Her nerves are through, but I'm saying, like, she can't absorb their energy because it's overwhelming her. That's what I'm saying. Let them go outside and play. We used to play in water. We have no, we have no pool. We used to play with the whole pipe. Yeah. yeah. Just let and them get outside and just burn their energy. And, you know, he made some decisions or whatever, so he is now away from the home, and it's been a year. So it's been an adjustment for me because now I'm having to pay all the bills and tend to the children, the boys, particularly, um, you know, by myself without that male mm-hmm. influence because there was something about the tone of his voice to where, you know, one time and that was it. It was quiet after that. So it's an adjustment for me, too. Um, thankfully, he will be home soon, but it's just right now I the pressure of it all and dealing with it all over the last year and with all of these, the coronavirus stuff going on, I think it just hit me all at once. Like, oh my gosh, I've really been carrying this weight by myself and I enjoy it. And that's different if you would have been, if he would have left you when he, when they was, when you were still pregnant with them, you know, because you got the taste of two parents, but now he's gone, you know, you still have to get your stuff together. We just need to have a day for you and just have a pampering day and maybe, you know, somebody take over the kids or something because I feel you. Hutu uh, Occultism is on the line, too. He wants to join in and uh, give some tips with Tamara on, on what she's dealing with. I, I don't see him on the phone line. Okay, now now, now uh. I have an area code 318. Greetings, 318 area code. Who's calling? Where are you calling from? This Hulu coach is I'm in Beaumont right now. Oh. Um, how y'all doing today? All is a blessing, beloved. Okay. Appreciate I want to ask you a quick. Hold on, let me. You might hear a little noise, but it ain't gonna be a lot. But um, I wanted to ask you, how could you feel better appreciated? Um. How could you feel that, uh, well, how can we make you feel better appreciated? And, uh, uh, you know, give, hold on. You mean in this space? You mean, you mean yeah. in doing this show? Well, in general, like any way we can help, because, you know, you always say, Nobody doing the show for me, you know, and, and, and people don't give back. And I, I know. Hold on. Well, well, first of all, I hope you can hear me because it's too much dead space. So I'm going to start talking. Um, first of all, support me. 
people, most of y'all like on this show. I got the count right here in front of me. And click like on this show or no other show. Most of y'all have not subscribed to me, whether it be YouTube. You, of course, you can't subscribe to me on Facebook. I'm full as, as, as a regular person on Facebook. But you can join my fan page. You can join my Blog Talk Radio page. You know, you, you could follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I, I lose people on Twitter every day who have, you know, and I don't be upset about it, who have no connection to TR, no connect. But you all aren't following. You all aren't liking. I have another part, not you who do a cultism, you know, I'm speaking to it generally. But then I have another population of listeners and participants who are my wannabe witches, practitioners, readers, diviners, etc. You know, and, and I go on a read every now and then, but I would feel greatly appreciated if you wanted to learn and not just be a voyeur. If you wanted to learn and not just sit back and observe in, in your quiet solitude, which is an illusion, by the way, and, and then try and reproduce it somewhere else and then try to recopy it somewhere else. Would be better. Uh, uh, I would feel appreciated if I didn't have to ask donations. If I didn't have to beg people to support me and so you all do know I have to pay for this, right? I have to pay for the stream art every month for the talk, talk video. So I, I'm not Tammy Faye Baker. I'm not Creflo Dollar. I'm you know I'm not Corny Thomas. You know, so I, I don't get to beg every day for the donations. I don't pass offering plates, you know, three times in the middle of service like I do at the church. But I know somebody of what I bring here. My mother uh, said that I do more work than the average preacher. I do way more work than the average preacher. You preach for an hour, an hour and a half on Sunday. Everybody else do service. But you, then you get up and do your little hour, hour and a half, and then you sit down. Then you might do it again on prayer service, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. But I do two, three hours every day. Every day. Most preachers don't do that. Then I spend hours doing consultations after the show to like six, seven, sometimes nine o'clock at night. And I got people calling all night, texting all night, emailing all night. Turn my, my psychic world on all night, you know, and so usually by 4.30, 5.30 in the morning I'm and, and at it. But I want you all to think about the many years I've been doing the blog talk radio. Now the time that I've been doing YouTube live, I don't beg y'all I don't get on here every day and say call me now. I don't get on here every day and say send me your donations and your offerings. I don't get on and make candles. You know, y'all know how much candles cost. You all know how much a seven-day candle costs now. You all know. You all know how much lamp oil costs. You, you all know how much e-foam powder costs. Cola nuts have to be imported. So I just ask who do a people stand true to what they say they believe in. You, you can't say you believe in a who do the root work the occultism and not support me. You can't say you believe in the ass and not support me. You know, it, it goes against what your demonstration says about you. What your demonstration says that you believe and understand. 
Uh, our children, um, they do an HR. As long as they work, I'm good. As long as they stay in communication, I'm good. But it's the other, I think, that you are referencing that share the show. That's why I asked where you talked about, you know, the show specifically. And then, of course, you said, well, I mean, in general, um, I've never had a car. I've never had a car. I don't own this house. I rent the entire house. You know, so this is all coming out of me. Acting, performance, and that which people like uh, my, my godchild Paul, or, or my godchild who do occultism, or, or my godchild Akima, you know, they come through for me when I need it. They back me when I need it. But I would love to be in a place where I'm not in need, <laughs> where I'm not holding on for the next moment, for the next opportunity. Grateful until uh, the date for sponsor, you know, and, and WBOK um, for bringing me water, you know, in, in the earlier uh, weeks of this calamity. You know, I, I'm truly grateful for that. So there, there are a handful of people who think about me, who do call to who try to me um, to the best of their ability. But like most of you, um, I'm going through, <laughs> like most of you. Um, Hollywood South is still, you know, most part at a shutdown, a standstill. Um, I've gotten some work. I, I, in fact, I just did a video I, I told you all about the other uh, I can't say for what movie. I can't say the context of the video. But we had to film the video you know, at home um, and submit them and they'll be looked and they'll be chosen to be a part of this, this movie. Uh, but, but it's not a whole lot of that right now. It's not a whole lot of reason for me to leave the house. And so I haven't been out the house since the first week of March. Have not really, I mean, okay, I've been to the ATM machine and back. I, I've been to the main post office on Loyola, which, which contains my, my bank. Post office box, and, and I run through there with my Jedi coat on and my Florida wall, and I don't touch anything, and and I'm right back into the house. So, uh, like Tamara Bragg, I'm I'm locked in. So, if it were not for the support and the love and the participation of of my community, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. I could use more promotion. You all don't share the show enough. You all don't share the links enough. You all don't talk about the show enough, you know, in social media. Um, I notice that. I, I, I follow many of you, and I, and I see who you support, who you repost, who you reshare, you know, and it's entertainment. And entertainment is okay. You know, I had a question yesterday, what do I have to do? Be butt naked, you know, speak Arabic through the entirety of the show, speak Yoruba through the entirety of the show. What do I need to do to gain that support who do occultism is talking about, and particularly from this audience who listens and participates and, and is a part of the sacred circle with me almost, you know, every day. Yeah, Keisha Smith. I grew up in the age of uh, Miss Cleo, so I, I try to 
See, everything Miss Cleo was not. So I do the company now. I don't, I don't do the city uh, offering. I, I don't do that. I, I should not have to. I should not have to. To the tradition, committed to what I'm gifting here every day. I'm committed to, to acknowledging, you know, what I'm gifting, gifting to here every day. But certainly in my in my life on the street, um, it's my godchildren who do call this. They make the ceremonies happen. They make the events happen. Um, they keep things moving forward. Um, and I and I do what I can you know, in the middle. Um, I can use for personal support, social support. I, I don't have these very people in my social structure. You know, like a chef bougie, for instance, that I can talk to. I understand Chef Bougie, and I believe he understands me, which is why he keeps coming here. But I'd love to have an air connection to him. Um, who do I call him? Of course, I talk to you. You know, my sister will find Of course, I talk to her, you know, but um, I, I don't hear a lot beyond ministry. I don't hear a lot beyond can you help me? Can you help me address? Can you help me fix or repair? Uh, you know, even on the, it was wonderful. Thank you. I don't hear that a lot. Um, the problem has been fixed. You know, I hear that a lot. You know, we know it happens. You know, every now and then I'll get the email, you know, or they'll come through and say, you know, I've been following you for years or listening to you for years. But but even the comment and the rating, I have to remind people for that. I can tell you how many people come to the, the psychic girl with the most desperate questions and circumstances that they want me to function. Um, I can leave a comment. And I will ask, you know, please do leave a comment and reading to ensure minutes later, they're gone. They're gone. They got their answers, they got their fixed, and they're gone. I don't know how to, and I need to help them scream out. Uh, I was meditating on you so hard last night. You should have felt me. Uh, I need help figuring this out. I need help in, in, in moving it forward. I need help in marketing, you know, and, and promotion. I need help in writing. I'm desperately seeking a professional writer. Is that why I don't have all them downloads of uh, marketing? Because I'm like, why in the world am I thinking about marketing? I'm trying to think about how to find me a husband because I was in my hormones. And I kept thinking about, like, promoting and social media. And I was like, what in the world? It was you. Yeah, Yeah, that was me. I got you. That was me. You know, there's stuff going on. Um, and I mentioned it a, a little bit early in the show. Some of you caught it. Some of you didn't. But some of y'all know who Maddie is. And, and Maddie clowning right now. Somebody didn't piss Maddie off. And Maddie got an audience. Maddie got a following. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be, you know, the one to be perpetrating ass, terrible, you know, psychic reader that, that Maddie is for right now. I would want to be an official. Yeah. But at the same time, from a marketing aspect, I mean, she can get 100,000 likes on being mad. She can get 100,000 likes on being angry. 
you get a hundred thousand likes, I'm I'm being offered on You know, and, and and I respect her and her platform enough to know that there's a science behind it. Outside of something, I guess, honey, because you you giving us some background. <laughs> no, I'm sitting yeah. I'm sitting in my bedroom watching you on Roku, and I'm just sitting here listening. I thought that's somebody weird. was on a Corvette going down the freeway. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. I, I actually see you on YouTube. You got a beautiful blue sweater around your neck, beautiful complexion. I see Raina's love, little icon. I'm not even moving. Yes, indeed. Well, thank that, you that was me, Chief. Oh, okay. That, absolutely. That, that, but but, but I did press one about 20 minutes ago because I wanted to encourage the um the sister who has the children at home and just to share some insight to her because I am a school teacher and I know that it's been very difficult for the parents at home with their children and the children, you know, not getting that, that release of going somewhere else, being mobile, being stimulated or, you know, having their social their their show their social experiences with their peers. So I know it's difficult for the parent. But just to let her know, just you have to find those other outlets. You have to use the Internet and be creative. There's a bunch, a plethora of things online that is free and engaging and stimulating and instructional. And if you need a peace of mind, put on some meditative music, put them little babies on that computer and show them how to use that computer to open up everything else that they haven't been using in school. Because, see, a lot of the kids, when they're in school, they play on the computers. They don't learn how to use the computer as a learning tool. This is the best time ever for families like ours that my children were still young right now, my children would be, I would I would be enjoying this opportunity because it would get to homeschool, even though working from home. So since our babies are still young, use time, sister, because let me tell you something. Your babies are in a position now that had they been in a school and take it from a teacher who've been doing this for 21 years, definitely looking to retire. Miss the kids, but I don't miss the system. You now have a chance to reinvent everything that was going wrong. And again, like Divine Prince and everybody say, when when you've had enough, open the door, send them outside, let them kick rocks. Okay, anything. Send them outside, take a nature walk, and you could teach them science just by looking around their environment. Whether they're in the city, the country, or in the hills, this is the best time ever for families who really want to help their children. Best. There's less distractions. Okay, and there's things that help a parent like you, sister. I felt, 
I felt your frustration because I'm feeling the same frustration, but I'm on the other side. I'm on the sending end. Yeah, she just got I know those. That I have she, she, she's you. carrying too much. She's carrying a lot right now. Um, right. We're but that, that, weight just, is, that weight. The teachers are carrying it and the parents are carrying it because we have a common denominator. How do we do this that's in the best interest of the babies? And what most parents don't realize, you're frustrated right now, but you don't know on the other end of that computer or that telephone is a teacher like me that's feeling it as well because we have to come up with a new way of doing it. Go back to basics. For generations, our ancestors taught us at home, and we didn't think our ancestors were, quote, unquote, formally educated. And I'm here to tell you, our ancestors did know more than even the people who are formally educated. So stay encouraged. This is a grand opportunity to teach your children how to become independent learners again using the technology, using the walks in the park. Using the family discussion. And I second that. I second that. I feel like she's carrying at the weight of everybody herself, you know, her ex-husband, the children, the work. I understand that. You know, That's the world, the energy understand. with the media, the news, and what they're reporting. Mm-hmm. And like what Pani was saying, you have to take me time. Even if you go in the bathroom and take a bath and, and tell everybody, hey, you know, if it's an emergency, call 911. Otherwise, leave me alone. You have to go into your inner sanctuary and you have to gather you. Otherwise, you're you going to pop. You go because mm-hmm. you're burning a candle on both ends. Uh, Tamara Braggs, and we're addressing you because our hearts go out to you because we, we, we felt, felt your energy. We felt it. And so we're telling you to release that energy by putting the burdens off, um, allowing the children to go out and play. Allowing the children to have their oh. own space because because respectfully saying you know they may not want to be under you they may want to be and do children things you know so let them play you know while you while you work and and just be just just be just be in the moment. I just think it's important to remember the age of her children. I mean her her yeah, oldest. Is, yeah, her oldest is ten. I think she said seven, and then I think she said six, and then one I don't think is a year, or maybe a little bit more than a year, I remember. Yeah, it's we, we played house and we played school. The 10-year-old and the 7-year-old could become the teachers now and have fun with it. That's why she's frustrated. She's looking at Oh, my child is falling behind. I got to do this. I got to do that. Plus, she got her work. No, don't let anybody on the other end of that computer or the emails or whatever add that additional burden. This was unprecedented, but it gave us a time to take back our power when it comes to education. Your children will be fine as long as you're fine. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I'm telling you this, this is coming from a from my professional aspect, but also from my personal aspect, because I saw where a system systemically like cut my son's head off 
while I was feeding the world and, and trying to save the world. And I couldn't do anything about it. And now when I look back at it, wait a minute, there's some lessons that they learned along the way. So I understand your frustration with carrying multiple, you know, doing multiple things at one time. Don't worry. The babies are going to be fine if you are fine. Yes, ma'am. This is the best time. This is the best time. Because it's, it's going to come down to a point where you public schools, you know how many parents do not want to send their kids back to public schools now once they got the hang of it? I agree. We have an opportunity to literally remake our reality yes. as we speak. And, and if you aren't aware, if you're remaking your reality right now, somebody else is making it for you. You can be sure of that. If you ain't remaking your reality, somebody else is remaking your reality for you because they're going to find an adjustment to this coronavirus. Remember when I was on the phone earlier and I was trying to explain why I said I was neglectful of of my um, ancestral altar? Because I've been teaching remotely, and the people who are trying to recreate our realities don't know what's going on. Whereas I know exactly what she's feeling because I'm on the sending end and she's on the receiving end. Working from home, trying to teach babies from a distance. And when I mean babies, I don't care how old they are because I teach high school kids, but I taught the younger ones. So I know what she's going through. And I'm trying to let her know, listen, right now the Internet could be your best friend. You just facilitate. And when they've had enough of on-screen time, Take them outside since you could go out now and go do some wonderful things. Take a walk, watch them swing, push them down the slides, whatever. Do whatever is fun right now because when when the dust settles, you'll be able to see this in a different light. And keep in mind, those young babies that look like you and I that are going into the colleges and the universities at bright early young ages, they are being taught at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those who have resources, no. privilege, those who have a little bit of money, they're homeschooling. They're not even exposing their children to the system. So just like we talked about the state of health care in the black woman yesterday, the state of education in the black woman, and, and, and Adasa, I think that's Adasa, right? Adasa yes. is, is, is presenting that we have options now. And the environment is prime for us taking these new options, going in a new direction. We may not have had this opportunity if it were not for coronavirus. So, so I hear what you're saying, Adopter. I do. Re- remake education for yourself and children right now while you can. Not just you could just not, and you could rebuild our communities one house at a time. Because you could reach out to some other parents. They're feeling the same frustration. They're feeling it. Well, you're, you may be good at doing bookkeeping. That parent might be good at doing, you know, assisting the students with math. Another parent might be the person that come up with really neat play dates. Build, rebuild the communities. And guess what? Educate the children at the same time. Take the load off. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, having Asperger's, going through the public school system, uh, I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for my mother. She made sure we had more. Um, summer vacation wasn't always playtime for us. You know, we, we did work. We went to the museum. We had to go to the library every every Saturday. We had to go to the library. So you have an opportunity, as Doc said, to really create and recreate a reality right now that is indeed more in your image, more aligned in your likeness, and, and will meet the specific and individual of your children, who, who are indeed our future, not just your future, but they are our future. So I, I'm grateful for that. I, I truly am. Thank you, Chef Fuji. I, I really appreciate that. I, I do. I do. And, and if you want to help me, I, I need a chair right now. <laughs> it's a ritual chair. Uh, it's a voodoo chair. Um, it costs two thousand uh, dollars to have it shipped here and and. and and to pay for it. So if you or somebody in the sound of my voice want to help me get a chair, uh, that would be a great help. And of course, it will be a community chair. So once I get it, you all will see it and, and, and I have an opportunity to interact with this chair. It's a, it's a divining chair. Uh, I can't even explain it. It's a voodoo chair, it's, it's a divination chair, um, and, and it has a spirit in it attached to it. So I'm, I'm working right down to get a hold of it there uh, and have it delivered uh, to me from, from the museum back east right now that's housing it. Um, I like to rescue uh, African art, African-American art, authentic pieces, indigenous pieces when I can. And sometimes they're at the yard sale, sometimes they're at the thrift shop, sometimes they're at the secondhand store. Uh, but sometimes they're in these museums and some of these art galleries, and, and they choose me. I don't choose them. It's a long story about how I even came in and in contact and encountered uh, this chair. But I assure you, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, it's so black. It is so African. It, it is so authentic. Uh, it is so divination. It's so... I, I hope to possess it. Uh, it's in the hands of the ancestors right now. Saying if the ancestors will, I, I'll have this chair. It's not meant for me to be. To be I, I, I'll be working there. But, um, don't ask me how you can help. <laughs> there are many ways that, that you can help. Um, uh, and I appreciate what I do. I, I really do. Do I have any other questions, comments, requests? Thank you for that, uh, Neophyte Bokur, uh, Raina Love, Jeff Bougie. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Tamara Bragg, Juan Wapani, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. I support you. I'm with you in your endeavors. I'm with you in the rain. I'm with you in the good times and the bad. I'm here for you. And help you to move forward and address uh, those things present the illusion of a challenge, the illusion of a block along our journey. So I am going to move forward 
um, I'm going to give me something to eat uh, and drink some water um, and, and rest myself for a moment before I get to delve into my afternoon appointment. If you need me, I'm I want to say something you. before you move forward. If we yeah. can give, if 20 of us can give $100, if 20 of us can commit and sending through PayPal $100, we can get this chair. We have to keep our culture alive, and if it's needed in the house, if you serve in this house, if this house has benefited you, then give back. Do not be a taker. Ancestors see all. They see what they've done for you. They've seen how they've helped you. And if you're not going to give back, then you're going to close your road. You're going to close your road. And it's not just about you. It's about your generation. So give back is universal law. It's not for Christianity. It's not you're giving to someone and they're living better than you. You're keeping the culture alive. You're feeding what's feeding you. You come here every day and you and you feel better about yourself. You come here every day to fellowship. Don't just walk away. Don't just put $2 in a collection plate. If it's a $100 is a sacrifice, your ancestors see that. They want to sacrifice. But let's make sure that this house is taken care of because this house feeds us. Yeah. And I just want to move forward and close on that. I to 50 next week and then the following week I can do another 50. So, I appreciate you. Ancestors I, I heard you. Ancestors heard you. And um, right. it's written. I hope you can see the look on my face right now because, you know, I, I never want to be the TV evangelist. I just don't. Um, and I'm grateful that you all ask questions, that you all make comments, that you all made the request. That That's humbling to me because it's something that I probably would not do, you know, on my own, but absolutely would be of a benefit. Thank you, Kelly, um, Tamara, and um, Keona, and Chef Lee. Um, it would definitely be a benefit, not to me, but to Voodoo. And, and Louisiana voodoo and the doing it. Um, be reminded the house has doubled. Um, for those of you who physically seen the house, I get both sides of the house, not just one. And so the other side of the house helps to maintain the, the, the ten degree separation, you know, during the coronavirus, allows people to still come and have divinations and have their work done, but they ain't got to be up on me. You know, I, I got it set up where they can sit 15 feet away from me, you know, while I do the divination. All they got to do is be clean, come in, have my, my bleach and my hand sanitizer right there at the front door in the front room. And then you're prepared to come in and, and, and do divination, reading work. Um, I got it set up where you can sit 15 feet from me. 20 feet from me, uh, in the next room, and not even in the divination room, but still be able to hear, see, record, and, and the chair, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, when y'all see this chair, oh, my God. The chair is just, I, I ain't even got words for it. I, I don't even have words for it, but, but the chair just brings it together, whether you are close or at and, and everything that we associate with divination, whether it's 
voodoo, you know, from that West African context, it's in this chair. It's in this chair. Um, I can't even explain it. I, I just live for the day where, where we all share it um, and, and we all witness it. Um, it's kept but me But thank up. you, Hoodoo Occultism, for bringing it to the forefront because you weren't going to say anything. You were not going to say anything. You were about to sit there and work, and you weren't going to say anything. And Hoodoo Occultism, thank you for being obedient to the spirit by asking to, to prompt this. But we're here. We, we, we are here, you know, and, and we will help. We have several people that's going to commit that, um, and, and it's going to be needed because we support. This is our house, you know. Um, ancestors have been great to us. And, and and we're grateful. We have so many knowledgeable scholars. We have so many people that will be initiated this year. So they will be footprint and not so just talk. So because we're committed. Yeah. So many that are already doing the ancestor work and divination. Listen, I'm telling y'all, the next ceremony, whether that's Halloween, whether that's spring of next year, ceremony is going to be made. It's going to be major. There's going to be so many people here. It's, it's going to be unbelievable how big this ceremony is going to be because there's so many people right now who are answering the call, who are already doing ancestral divination, who are already committed to initiation, are already well on the journey, who, who will then come, you know, in their white and their vestments and, and with their lakeys on and, and, and their crowns, and, and that's going to be ceremony. Um, I, I'm up at night about it. I'm, I'm so excited about it because anyone that knows what Piney will test to it, if I say I want it, if I say it's in my vision, it's coming. Just know it's coming. That's one of my hashtags. Just know it's coming. Just know it's coming. Well, you've so got I'm, a powerful I'm, tribe. We're here. I look forward to seeing the name. Nephi Bocartor, Chef Bougie, Keisha Smith. Reign of Love, uh, Become the Sea, Danette Gill, Tamara Bragg, Janet Gill, Danette Gill, everybody. If I didn't think of your name, just know that you still within my heart and my spirit. We have a powerful tribe. And so I didn't post you on my social media, not because I'm ashamed, because I'm far from it, but I'm going, I felt convicted in my spirit because I do you know, postings, and I'm not ashamed to repost you, so I will make that something that I will do and repost it because um, I get mad when people don't support me, so I can't be a hypocrite, you know. And so, um, yeah, I'm not going to be a hypocrite to my own feelings and, 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 not, and do the same to you because um, I don't like it when it's done to me. But I'm committed. I'm in. And um, I love you all very much. I'm grateful for this opportunity to be in the land of the living. I'm grateful for this space that you come and service and that you pour into us. Um, it is not falling unheard. It is not going unseen. And the space creating for you here. This ain't my space. This is voodoo space. This is our space. And indeed, this is where we come from, do the work. So I'm building a house for us. I'm building a house for this community. Um, and, and we need to stand up and be represented. You know, long gone is the idea that we all have to be black and Christian 
and Catholic and Islamic or any other enforced religion upon us. And so if we're going to stand up now, neophyte core, and we're going to stand up Hudu occultism in this name, help me build this temple. Help me create this space that, that we all can share in and participate in. Some of you right up the road, like Danette Gibbs, right up the road, Tamara Bragg, right up the road. And there will be a time, there will be a day where we'll be coming together physically. Uh, not just here, but Congo Square. Congo Square is open. Congo Square is available. But Congo Square is a ghost town right now. And, and only one or two people walk through there every now and again uh, because of the idea of, of COVID-19. Uh, we've also had some seasonal weather here. So we've had the hurricane, we've had storms. Uh, things are just up in the air right now uh, on many levels. But as we settle into summer, as we move to June, I predict by the end of the month we'll have a clearer understanding about the kind of spike from, from the protesting, from Memorial Day, from all of this activity that we're seeing. By July 4th, we'll have a clear understanding about what the fall and, and, and quite possibly what the winter is going to look like. So in the meantime, I'm building this house. In the meantime, I'm creating this space. In the meantime, I'm doing work and, and in taking in and embracing and, and befriending and familying those who, who want this. My focus can't be on those who don't want this. My focus can't be on those who ain't sure about this. Watch me. Study me. Do some research. Look into my background. But my focus is on those who get it and who get it right now. Right now when we need it the most. Right now when Tamara Brown needs the most. Right now when Keon Keona needs it the most. Right now when Raina Love needs it the most. Right now when Danette Gibbs needs it the most. We we need to move this forward. So I'm grateful for you. I thank each and every one of you. I am gonna move forward and look forward to being with you again on Monday at high noon, US Central Standard Time in this secret space of revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes. I'm going to leave you with Congo Square, remembering that all is truly and indeed a blessing. For those who ask about Congo Square, we're going to recreate Congo Square, virtual Congo Square, right here, right now. Congo Square. The Omus Indians... The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, 
We somehow recognizing the sacredness of Le Place de Congo. We somehow and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies work is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves Save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is, hail Congo Square, Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate. A world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat. Heart beat. Heart beat at this place. At this place, beat, heart beat, beat. We beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English 
translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us. To remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now. And still, this sacred ground calls us. To remember, to beat, to be. Beat Congo Square. Be Congo Square. Beat Be Beat Be Come on, YouTube. I just want to 
this nice little video. a blessing. All is a blessing. got to get somebody in here who knows about computers.